Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are back. It's the most incredible podcast in your ears right now. It's the unproductive and unapologetic podcast. I'm your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Next to me is. It's your boy, Waves. You can catch me on Instagram, Waves underscore DC. That's with a Z and not an S. Next to him is. It's your boy, Rip the Spiritual Gangster. Catch me on greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Next to him is... Is your main man, Littles the Movie Man. You can catch me on Twitter at Littles1126. Next to him is... Scott, author of Hypocrisy in America. That'll be back up on Amazon.com real soon, and I'm here. Next to him is... It's your boy, son, the mother lover, cold word gang, because after me, your mother be crippled and throwing up blue. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Where this guy come over? That might be illegal in 2019. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What up, dude? What's good? What's good? We are back. It's unproductive and unapologetic. You can find us on your iTunes podcast app. You can find us on Google Play Music, Beyond Pod, Player FM, Cast Box, Podcast Addict. Just Google unproductive and unapologetic, unproductive underscore unapologetic on Instagram. And yeah, we are here. Yeah, yeah we here. How was y'all New Year's? 2019. Mine was good, brother. Mine was, was real good. good. We yeah. made it a, another year. Yeah, we yeah. did. Hey, and, and the show is actually headed into year three or season three. Ooh, time flies, it. don't it? Man, uh, I remember when we first started. We came yeah. from humble beginnings. Yeah, <laughs> we Remember the very, very first episode yeah, we I did? Do. It was just me, you, me, Scott, and Rip. <laughs> Littles was here, Blue was in the background. Oh, yeah, Littles yeah, was yeah. on the camera. Well, Littles low was here, Low was here, too. Yeah, Low was here. The very not first that, No, not that, ver- that, that, uh, the, not the pilot, that pilot show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was just the three of us. And Littles was on the camera. Yo, mm-hmm. we've come a long way. Hey, but we here. Shout out to G Deck and Charlotte. He'll be Most here deaf. next show. Stay tuned for that. Um, big announcement, big announcement. Woo! Woo-hoo. The show is coming to Spotify real soon. In my 50 Tyson voice, real soon. <laughs> the show is coming to Spotify. Unproductive and unapologetic is coming to Spotify. Stay tuned for that. Now, how this is going to work. All the previous shows you will have to still find on all the other podcast applications, but this will be the first Spotify show. So to all the Spotify listeners, new listeners, 
Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, family. Welcome, yeah. new Spotify <laughs> listeners. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, On this crazy. show, we call it the most ra- the most random organized conversation you will ever hear. And you will soon find out why. You will <laughs> soon find out why we talk about a little bit of everything. We try to keep the flow going. Um, shout out to our old listeners, the people that's been with us from day one. We love y'all. We thank you for all of your support. We got yes, a we lot do. of stuff coming this year. We're going to step our game up. We're gonna we're called unproductive, but we're gonna try to be a little bit pr- more productive this year. <laughs> we're going against the grain this year. We're going against the grain, hey! But we here, fellas. Talk to me. What's going on? Tell me something good. Before you tell your story, let me say this: We just ordered some food at the curry out. <laughs> me and Rip ordered the food. We Y'all drive over to the curry out to pick it up. We all excited. That, we get our food. <laughs> <laughs> we get our food. Now, mind you, when we was in the curry out, there was a lady in there arguing with the people behind the window. So I'm thinking, all right, ma'am, you might want to calm down. These people are cooking your food. You don't want right. to fight with the people cooking your food. <laughs> so l- little did I know, we was the ones that was going to get got in the fight. <laughs> so I ordered a steak and cheese. Rip ordered a steak and cheese. We get back to the house. We sit down. We eat and watching the game. And I go to open my sandwich. I'm ready to dig in. I've been craving a steak and cheese all day, and it's a damn fish sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my New Year's surprise, but I got a funny story. It it made me think back to this story when I used to work uh, as a vendor for Home Depot. So I was in the break room one day, and the guy comes in. He said, hey, I'm going to walk over to Subway. Anybody want something from Subway? So one of the guys in the break room said, yeah, man, I want a steak and cheese. He said, I want lettuce, tomato, ketchup, mustard, and whatever else he said he wanted on the sandwich. So dude was like, cool, I got you. He leaves, he goes to Subway, we sitting there talking, shooting the shit, they come back from Subway with the lunch or whatever. He hands cuz his sandwich, cuz sit down, he ready to dig in, he open his sandwich up, and it's lettuce, tomato, (laughs) ketchup, (laughs) mustard, and whatever else he asked for. No steak. So he gets, a veggie sandwich. He said, dog. He said, dog, I told you I wanted a steak and cheese. He said, I ordered you a steak and cheese. You told me you wanted lettuce, tomatoes, ketchup. He said, but where's the steak? He said, you never said steak. Oh you talking about funny. Yo, it's really some wow. slow people in this world, man. It's really some slow people. Rip had a story, though. Go ahead and tell your story, Rip. <laughs> All right, so I was uh in the in the house chilling Christmas Eve, and I was watching. I was just flipping through the channel, so I came upon Stars Black, mm. and it was one of those uh just random black movies that be coming on or whatever. Okay, jump that ain't you know straight to DVD type jump. Okay, so I'm sitting here, so I was like, let me lay down. I'm gonna go ahead and just take a nap or whatever. I ain't really paying attention to the movie. So then all of a sudden, I started noticing little things in the movie. It was this. A uh, black couple. They uh-huh. was dating, but it was just something weird about their relationship. They uh-huh. was they were supposed to be getting married, and the 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 chick she was like, um, "I'm gonna bring my old college friend into town to be my bridesmaid and to help me with the wedding." Okay, you so know? they get married. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't seen her in a while, so I was like, "Hmm, that that sounds funny right there." I ain't seen her in a while, so they go pick the uh, the friend up from the airport. Uh huh. She come out the uh, <laughs> the airport, right? Uh-huh. So, and she was a lesbian. You could tell she was a lesbian because okay. of her haircut and just like the vibe that they was putting she around. She was looking like Daikisha. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, 
it was like a whole vibe that they was putting around her when uh-huh. she was walking toward the car to make it seem like, you know what I'm saying, that she was a lesbian. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, this already seemed like it's funny now. So <laughs> <laughs> so during the whole time that she she meet the 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 guy or whatever that's supposed to be marrying her friend, uh-huh. she was being real sarcastic with him or whatever and being like real like type mean to him or whatever. Uh-huh. So I was like... The type of mind I got, I'm like, yeah, man. She used to mess with the chick mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. so then, throughout the movie, she was just the the uh, lesbian. She was just kept getting smart with the dude or whatever during the whole during the whole movie or whatever. So, come to find out, they used to be roommates in college. The the fiance never lied about that, but they was in a whole relationship mm-hmm. for like a couple of years while they was in college. But the dude ain't never know. Gotcha. So during the whole time of the movie, the the lesbian friend she kept trying to hit on the girl during the movie, kissing her, kissing on her, rubbing on her, and stuff like oh, that. Okay, right. So then finally, like the dude, they was doing like the lesbian chick was doing a lot of stuff in front of the dude, but he just didn't get it. <laughs> like he was oblivious to it. So then finally he started to get it once people around him that he knew started selling them. Like, yeah, they was like, man, your lady, they, they used to be in a relationship together. Your lady is gay. <laughs> he would not, he would not believe it. You don't so, know the name of it? Nah, I don't know the name of it. So then finally they had the rehearsal dinner and then it all come out then. The the lesbian the lesbian girl she she crying and stuff she was like you gonna have to pick between us and all this other oh, stuff she she bombed the wedding yeah so I've then so then the father of the uh, the fiance the the fiance woman was like you need to leave and all this other stuff so he knew the whole time uh-huh. so he was trying to force the dude to marry his daughter the whole movie <laughs> okay. or whatever but then the dude. Never got it. Even at the rehearsal dinner, he was still oblivious this to the dude fact. Was slow. Yeah, <laughs> so he never figured out that his fiance was only marrying him because she didn't want to come out. Right. Wow. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Right. So I'm just sitting there thinking. I'm like, damn. I need to ask the fellas what would they do if they was in that situation. I mean, as far as what would they do as far as like still get married? Yeah. How would you feel about that? Did, how would you feel about? Did they say how long they was together in the movie? They was to go which which couple the the her, the the ones that uh, uh, was getting it was like two married. three years Damn, that's a long time yeah. hey bro but that don't matter it's I time to get the hell up out of there it ain't if, it if ain't that's the situation it, it's time to yeah, get the hell up out of there bro with you for yeah, that's the true. right reasons you that's know true dang that's a long time bro. that's that's I, a disaster faded you would you would you try to get a threesome out of it before you call it off you know you ain't getting no threesome out of that with the way younger treating treating me that should have been the first thing. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. But what if what if the groom was R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what is Sexton? What is so who has checked out the R. Kelly documentary? Yeah, I, I, saw, seen I, I saw day one and I'm I was like, I don't day. need to see no more. Right. Yeah. I lived it. I remember when it happened in real time. <laughs> although, exactly. although I never seen the, the tape, the tape that everybody was yeah, saying. I ain't watched that neither. I've never yeah, seen, I I seen, seen it. it. I never seen, seen it either. I seen it. But from what y'all seen seen I seen it. So but from what y'all seen, what do y'all feel about this whole R. Kelly? I just got one question on everything. Go ahead. Where were their parents at, man? True, true. Like I'm just trying to figure out, like how you just letting your 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 kid, your child, just go somewhere with a grown man. True. 
and be gone. That's what some parents do when uh, the child has a chance to be rich and famous. They basically pawn their children off. That's true. It happens a lot. But let's let's not act like, though, we don't remember when we was in high school. I was about to say, man. Some girls was dating some dudes on the street. I got that right here. (laughs) (laughs) That happened. Talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, because my brother, he called me up early. He saw that we was recording today. He was like, he was like, yeah, did you ever think about when, you know what I'm saying, you was in high school or whatever, you used to notice how a lot of the females that you went to high school with was dating older dudes, and they'd be outside waiting for them when school would be let out. Uh I remember that. I remember that. that. Clearly remember that. Yeah. no, 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 go ahead, right? We got it. It's like you you see this stuff on TV too, like in certain like teen movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll see like a a girl that's in high school dating a dude that's in college or whatever. And I just uh, it's something that's that's spoken about a lot, but we don't really pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't. I mean, I remember personally when I was younger, I dated chicks that was way older than me as well. You know what I'm saying? You was a player, just a fact. <laughs> I was, but I, but I feel like. You know, when you when you actually going through it, like personally, you're not really thinking about the fact that, yo, this person is way older than me. You just hype like, yeah, I got this mm-hmm. older chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure the females are probably the same way. I got this yeah. older dude that work mm-hmm. and you don't he realize me. he waiting for me exactly. It's all a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in high school and I was in ninth grade. I remember all the bad, the real, real bad high school chicks was would date guys that was out of older out right. of high school. Yep, you couldn't get her. I remember thinking when I was in the ninth grade, I remember thinking, damn, I can't wait till I'm older, then I'm gonna get all the bad <laughs> old high school chicks. <laughs> But then when I got older, when I got out of high school, I was like, yo, them dudes was lame. Like it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That, that goes like to something that my brother posed to me. So that's something you gotta ask. How many underage girls was out here having sex with older guys? A lot, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like like coming up, I say like my I said in my 18, 19s, 20s is when I realized like that happened a lot. Yeah. Every just about every female that I talked to has at least dated one dude that was like way older than them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, when you young, you don't really realize it. But now it's like you said, now that I'm an adult uh-huh. and I got kids of my own. Yo, that shit sounds crazy. Bro, when I was 19, um, I was going, just before I transferred to Bowie State, I was going to PG Community College. I was in PG Community College. I met a chick. We hit it off. I used to give her rides. Like, uh, I was driving at the time. I used to give her rides home. Mind you, I'm in PG Community College. Come to find out, the chick was actually a high school student. She was like a straight A student, so she was allowed to take classes oh, at the college. Oh wow! So I never knew who she, how old she was. Wow! So she told me she was like, "Yeah, I'm only 17." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh no, nah, I can't talk to you no more. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't give you no more rides. Like, but, I can't do this. No, mind you, I'm 19. She's 17. I'm about to say you was 19. She was 17, but, but even actually, I felt weird about it. Right? Exactly. I was like, I can't do this. This is weird. And it's I funny. I don't know about that one, player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, but I, I could I could understand where you're coming from because, nah, like, for sense. me, when I was younger, because I always had I had to. I had a goatee uh-huh. in like ninth grade. John had a Rick Ross beard in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, I've had facial hair for a long time. So females will always think that I was a lot older than what I was. So I will always like, you know, meet older females. I've had older females when I was like 16 approach me, ask me for my number, thinking that I'm older. And 
of course, at the time, you know, I didn't see there's no big deal. But now looking back on it, it was like, dog, that was happening way more, I think, than people really realize. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, what makes R. Kelly over the top is he's a predator with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like he's purposely, it seems, seeking these mm-hmm. underage women. It's not like your situation where like y'all was hitting it off and you didn't even realize like, uh-uh. oh, this chick is only seventeen. Right. Yeah, he you knew. Know, he was he, telling he, them he the knowing stuff. from the gate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he doing a lot of then he sicko was, stuff. Yeah, he was abusing them on multiple levels, like physically, mentally, emotionally. He was exactly. abusing these girls, telling exactly. them to lie about their age and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you, know, you watching the, um, the show? You got all these people now. Like, oh yeah. We knew something was up. If you knew something was up, then why didn't you yeah, say nothing? Okay, so wild, I haven't man. seen the documentary. So it's people yeah, on the documentary saying they knew something was up. Yeah, his, yeah. Ass- they were, his assistant his producers assistant and stuff like singers. that, backup singers. But they were saying somebody was saying that he had beds in the studio. Yeah, he and had all beds that. in the right in the studio where he was recording. So and they stuff. knew yeah. exactly. But what was crazy. to give him some bail on that, uh, I heard a bunch of musicians come out and say that's not. That's not, that's not uncommon. Okay. When you have certain people that have a great work ethic, they don't want to leave the studio Got you. for fear of like losing okay. what they have. They so they okay. have beds and showers and certain... But it is uncommon to have young women in multiple bedrooms in a studio. Right. That's some creep shit. Yeah. yeah. People, it's like and that's what he in, had. It'll be young girls there. Talking to your mic. The, they'll walk in, be young girls to your left. You walk in the next room, be young girls in there. And I'm like... So all these people and nobody gonna say nothing. Yeah, man. And like, then the people that was like under working underneath him, that was like talking on the, yeah. they was like, well, we working for him, so, so all they care about was the money. Exactly. I mean, but Ooh. let's keep it all, let's keep it a thousand percent like we like to do here. It's a lot of that that gets swept up under the rug in our community, the black community. Basically. And it's a lot, that goes on a lot within families mm-hmm. with molestation, and it gets swept under mm-hmm. the rug because nobody want to confront. The nasty uncle, or in our the, community, it runs rampant. It runs talk rampant, about. Right. yeah. And uh-huh. it's like R. Kelly's in a situation where his shit is on the forefront. But like I'm saying, and I'm not saying this to defend R. Kelly in any way. Yeah, no, he's no, a no, not he's a thousand percent a right. creep. Yeah, but it happens a lot, like less, way more than it should. What R. Kelly did with them young girls is not right. But let's not just put it on R. R. Kelly. Let's let's put it on everybody. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these everybody. rock and roll stars, yeah. they were sleeping with underage girls too. Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis. Elvis. they were sleeping with underage Chuck, Chuck girls Curry. too. Yeah. A lot of these, a, a lot of these very big superstars, especially in the entertainment business. They have access to women, and a lot of them have had access to underage girls. So right. Let's shine a light on all of them. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. And some of their parents gave them permission, too, because like that I said before. Crazy. And I've had girls tell me that. I, like, I've had girls say their mom or whoever knew that they were dealing with an older guy. Exactly. And they was hey, like yeah. letting it rock. That's crazy, because uh, when I was 19, uh-huh. I want to say, I lived in Maryland, and uh, there was this uh, group of fa- a family but it was the mother and like a group of girls, mm-hmm. and they lived next door to us, so they was cool with the cool with us. Uh-huh. So they had this daughter. She had a daughter. She was fourteen. Mm-hmm. She looked like she was eighteen. Wow. The mother was like, I mean, we got to know them. The mother was like, Yeah, you know, my daughter like you. I was like, But she like too young. Nah, it's a. The mother told me on her mouth it's okay. I said, Nah, man, I can't go like that, bro. I, How old was you? I was nineteen. Okay. The girl was fourteen. Oh, oh, my oh God. Nah. That's I was a like, baby. Nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, eighteen 
is cutting it close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you think about the fact that Jay-Z started dating Beyonce when she was 18. He was right there on he the was edge, on the He was on the edge. <laughs> he was right there on the line. That means you know, he, was, he, he was sizing her up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't like he was like, she 18 and he 23. I think Jay-Z was like he damn 30. 30. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was 30. He was 30 he 50 so, now? Yeah, so that's yeah. that. And, and it's funny because he's 50 now. She's, what, 38? Yep. It don't sound as crazy. Yeah. 38 and 50 don't sound as crazy. Yeah. Not but, when you grown. But, but 18, 18 and 30? Yeah. That sounds crazy. You, you, but you that's just, that, that's like, you got to ask the question, uh, why do these young girls desire men? And what's going on at home to make them, not to, not to blame them, but let's, let's just be honest. Their naivete and them being impressionable and what's going on at home plays a part in them also being able to be swayed by these older guys. Absolutely, but let's let's if we go keep it up, if we go keep it real, I think they go through the same thing us guys go through. Yeah. Yo, it was teachers that I wish yeah. I could have, you know. You hear about all these teachers messing with students. I'm like, I, I know a couple of teachers I wish would have messed with me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, it, you know, we laughing, but on a serious note, I think it, it, the same thing happens for females. Yeah. I think they're attracted to older guys, you know. They definitely are. Guys that are, uh, you know, wiser, more mature, whatever. Yeah. And, and you notice... A lot of women, when they get of age, when they get in their 30s, they end up with somebody that's 10 years older than them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I think it's it's natural in a way, because let's not forget, there was a time where folk got married at 16. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not saying none of this to justify anything that R. Kelly's doing. He's a, he's a horrible man. I'm just saying... There's a lot of things that has to be addressed when it comes to that type of relation, you know, age gaps in relations. Because it ain't new. It ain't like R. Kelly was the first one to ever do this. This has been going on forever. But he did it publicly, publicly though. (coughs) With Aaliyah. Like, I don't don't see how, I understand how now everybody mad. Now, he was was dating Aaliyah, man. Now, that's my question. Now, I know we live in a social media age and every, every little thing mm-hmm. is going to get blown up. But this ain't nothing new about yeah, R. Kelly. We've been hearing these stories about like, R. Kelly for a long right. time. Yeah. yeah. be on Twitter and everybody was like, yeah, I make it like it's something new. Like, we knew about we this, this a long time ago. Yeah, I remember back in the, in the early 2000s, like when the tape came out, mm-hmm. I'm like, this wasn't not, this ain't yeah. nothing new. I think it's just more of hearing it confirmed for more people that oh, was okay. actually there. Okay. But he confirmed and, it too, though, in the People's Book or something. It made it worse that it was so many people that knew yeah, that's and the didn't thing. do anything. And this is one person in particular. I forgot what his job was. His name was like Demetrius or something. Personal mm-hmm. he like, dude. Yeah, he, he forged documents to get him mm-hmm. married. Yeah, to, and, then 20 years, wow. and then 20 years later, you feel bad. Exactly. So you didn't feel bad about marrying a 15-year-old to a 15-year-old Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I got so this, then, I, this uh, one point. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to throw this one point out there. And this is something that my, my uh, when I was having a conversation with my brother, what he posed to me, he was like, this is, this even though, like, R. Kelly fucked up. He he he's sick in the head, all that type. Mm-hmm. But the the media push behind it kind of makes you wonder. And when you compare it, sort of the me just compare the media push to the Bill Cosby situation and how mm-hmm. it's kind of like they're still trying to push this agenda of of black men being sexual predators. Mm, okay. 
Okay. Right. That's all. Because they not going after Charlie Sheen. They ain't go after the dude from Harvey the Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Hugh Hefner. Like what? You go to his house. Roman Polanski raped a 13 year old girl, and they gave him an Oscar a few years ago. People still work with him. People still work. He's not allowed to come back to America. Let me say this, and y'all tell me what you think. Is that also a black thing? What? We're quick to roll somebody under the bus for a dollar. Yes, yeah, I think it's a black thing too. Yeah. <laughs> and so we keep asking this question, why haven't people come out against all these, you know, Caucasian people in Hollywood that's known for doing this stuff? It's because they're not quick to take a dollar to roll somebody under the bus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we'll do it in our beat. I mean, our Kelly own brothers is sitting up there like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I seen him with all the little girls. He's like, that's his preference. That, I like, yeah, that, the older brother, yeah, yeah. He, he make it seem like it's, it's it was cool. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, the brother man. Was like, he was like, so what? He like uh, younger yeah, women. He that's, like, that's, that's what he that's, like. Right. That's I like, his preference. I like older women, so that's my preference and that's his preference. I you was like, what? 100% creeped out of just the first episode. Of, like the Demetrius person I said, he was like remembering fondly about R. Kelly and he was smiling and stuff. I'm like, Fam, you know how you look right now? Wow. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I forged them documents, got her married. <laughs> Good times. I'm like, wow. Damn, what is up with you? You heard um, about on Spotify how all his streams jumped up like 16% yeah, after it, the it first day. He jumped up day. on iTunes too. Wow. All his old albums. And we knew that was somebody, somebody tweeted was like, they talking about Robert Kelly on the, uh, on the TV. I'm listening to R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so wow, so that, leads us, that leads us to another question, though. How does people's uh, personal mishaps affect their art? I think being mm. an artist, people going to judge you like from what I've been seeing. Like everybody, like we all knew this was going on mm-hmm. from the beginning. Absolutely. So people still, I feel like people still going to listen to his music regardless. But I can't listen to Bump and Grind no more, man. <laughs> Mm. What? Yeah. I, I can't. You gonna bro. think of a little girl, bro? <laughs> no, based on based on the first one, not to cut you off, but he he talked about a bunch of songs that he wrote for other people, and you finally learned the meaning. The behind meaning it. behind it. Like right. you, you're not alone. Was it's, about a girl. He got pregnant, and yeah. she like, what? She lost the baby or something, right? Yeah, you're lying, bro. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Song? Yeah, that was about a chick. No, lost that was her about baby. a chick. She was like 17. 17 year old joint from Miami. He had picked he up. Wrote that song for he wrote her. that song for her. But gave it to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson to sing. Bruh. Oh, wow. That's hard. See? (laughs) Wow. Hey, man, me personally, I I, I can separate the artistry from the artist. Like, hey, R. Kelly got some some songs that was fire. Yeah, oh, I, now I, I, I gotta I gotta break down them lyrics now. <laughs> you, yeah. It makes they you talk think. about it in the in the yeah, uh, exactly. docu series. But look, R. R Kelly wow. R Kelly is not the only extremely talented artist that got demons. I mean, mm-hmm. R, R Kelly got things. I mean, you, we you all can, got demons. exactly. Look, we they said things got. about Michael Jackson and, and them boys. Yeah. They said things about Prince. Yeah, Big Pun beat his wife. They said things a like, Pop was 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 convicted of um sexual assault. Like yeah. you can go on and on and on and on and on. Like when when does it stop? My my thing is. Don't pick and choose. Yeah. If you say I'm not yeah. messing with this person because I, he did this, you got to stop messing with a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. That's called keeping that same energy. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what the young hip kids are saying. <laughs> Keep that, that same what they energy. Saying? Dang, I mean, because I think about, I always think back to Bill Cosby. Like the Cosby Show was great. You know what I'm saying? Do it's we a very positive show. Do we stop looking at Bill Cosby Show because he had some personal ish mishaps? You I know wouldn't. what I'm saying? I don't. 
Ah, it's 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 one of the things. I mean, you know, I'm per- in the privacy of my per- own home, so nobody <laughs> know I'm watching it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, it's a lot of things going on in the world. But meanwhile, another uh another uh <laughs> another predator is the president of the United States. <laughs> he been grabbing girls by the pussy, but we ain't gonna talk about that. All right, so let's get to it. The risky places for HIV in America. Yeah, it was a post on Instagram, man. It was talking about the America's riskiest places for HIV, and they they put down the uh, top the ten. HIV smoke. <laughs> and number one was Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which was forty four point seven percent. Whoa, there. Number two was Miami, forty two point eight percent. New Orleans, Louisiana, thirty six point nine percent. Huh, bro. Number four, Jackson, Mississippi, thirty two point two percent. I don't know what they say down there. <laughs> Number five was Orlando, Florida, 28.8%. Yeah, <laughs> Six was Memphis, Tennessee, 27.6%. Number seven was Atlanta, that's 25.9%. Eight was Columbia, South Carolina, 256 Number nine was Jacksonville, 251 And last, number 10 was Baltimore, Maryland, 24.3%. Wow. Hey, why was all those areas black areas, though? Exactly. <laughs> hey, bro. Probably, probably all in the South. Hey, yeah. 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 South. Bro, that's South. crazy, bro. Well, where did this come from? Right. It came from the CDC? Oh, it was just a post. Uh, GetTested.com. Okay. Bro. Now, Nothing was you, on the West Coast at all, but go now, ahead, John. This was, you, this was only for new HIV diagnosis. The new HIV ten, diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. New HIV. And, and, and let's keep in mind, those, are the, those percentages come from what they know. Right. Who's that don't even count yeah. who they don't, don't know. know. Right. It's bad out here, man. Yeah. So the moral of the story is strap it up, mm-hmm. wrap it up, and tie it up, and lock it up. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Hold on. What? Why are we still on this? Can, can, can we speak on this AIDS thing for a second? Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Um, I just find something very interesting. Every year when they talk about uh, AIDS statistics, AIDS epidemic, they always talking about. Uh, I believe black women are always the number one yeah. new sources of AIDS. They always yeah. black women, black women, black people, black people. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of black people here. Can I ask y'all a question? Yes, sir. Have y'all known one black person to die of AIDS? No, no, I'm not. No. Not personally. Not personally. No. not personally. Not personally. Yeah, that I is kind of weird. I question these statistics because yeah, <laughs> they always talk weird. about black women is always the number one to get it. Black, all these black people is dying. All these black people go where they at? Where's all these black people dying? I'm not saying AIDS don't exist. Right. I'm saying, where's all these black people dying of AIDS? Now I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take us back, and I'm gonna take our audience back. Now I was born in 1980. Damn. I remember in around about 86, 88, when HIV, when the whole AIDS, HIV when thing was, was really, really starting to become mm-hmm. like known. It was a lot of white folk. We know. Mm-hmm. Keep going, John. It was a lot of white mm-hmm. folk. <laughs> that was diagnosed that I remember. Remember they used to do the march? Uh-huh. They had the blanket of like all these people that was passing. That Tom, was Cruise, all Tom Cruise did that movie where he had AIDS. Yeah. It was Philadelphia. Like, yeah, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. It was like all these white folk. Now all of a sudden it's a black epidemic. They tell us it's a black yeah, epidemic. They tell yeah. us that. If you really do your research, you'll mm-hmm. find out the most people that are dying of AIDS every year are really white men. Mm. Yeah, they're the most ones that always they tell us it's us, but it's not really us. If you really do your research, you see a bunch of white men down of age. That's I'm not, not but, I, but but I'm like, well, where are all these black people? 
That's just, this yeah, is true. That, 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 that I mean, you asked a hell of a question. I'm sitting here thinking, I can't think of nobody I, I know met, personally. Not one person. Let me tell you something. That, unless they passed from it and we didn't notice. That was, yeah, that's, that's possible. That's it, possible. It came out a few years ago that Charlie Sheen had AIDS. He himself ad- admitted th- that he had it. After he after they came out, he had AIDS. Tons of white people in Hollywood came out and admitted they knew he had AIDS. Charlie Sheen out here was he had a, he had the virus. He was sleeping with women, giving yep. it to him. Yep. And tons of people was like, "Well, yeah, we knew he had him, but nobody said anything." That just goes back to what you just said. White folks know how to keep their mouth shut when it's time to keep their mouth exactly. shut. Exactly. <laughs> they not quick to roll each But they also man. control the narrative. That's so true. when something that's negative true. come out, they always put it on us. That's and true. I just question it every time. Man, that's true. I don't, I don't know how true it is. It's the same thing with crime statistics. Yep. It's yep. the same thing Because if you look it up. <laughs> welfare statistics. It's exactly. the same thing yeah. with, yeah. with yeah. constant. I'm all trying to make it like it's you black people, man. Wine. <laughs> he said more wine, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's an interesting thing, man. And and I just say to my people, you know, here, my people listening, just protect yourself, man. Don't don't play no games. It's not a game, yeah. I don't game. care, you know, what they say. Just get the sensitive condoms, that's all. Oh my goodness. Sun has struck again. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh man. Women proposing to men. What was that about? Uh what is that about? It was just some clip that you sent, and you was you was just like, let's have a conversation about it. Do you remember what the clip was talking about? It was it was just a female proposing to her her mom. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was a video that yeah. we came across. Was it a young dude? The girl got down on her knee. Oh, he was pushing her away, right? Like stop. No, nah, he didn't push her away. He he nah. said yeah. Nah. Oh, he said yeah. But she got down on her <laughs> knee and she proposed to him. What did she look like? They were black. They black couple. No, but what did she look like? She wasn't ugly or nothing. Uh, she she wasn't ugly. She was an attractive young lady. She was an attractive young lady. And she proposed to her dude. She proposed to her dude. Okay. With a ring. With a ring. With a ring. Something wrong with her mind. Hold on. So so my question is, my question is, how do you guys feel about a woman getting down and proposing to a man? What never happened to Miles? Yeah, and I ain't with that. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna I'm tell you what's crazy, right? If that, because because most of the time when a man, men are the ones that propose most of the time. A Absolutely. Lot of the time, right. Absolutely. So you try to do it in a place where there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Her fa- her family well, she around. Did it, it was a lot of people. Right. So yeah. my thing is, she did it a woman time. get down on her knees, and I'm standing there. <laughs> she like, will you marry me? It'll make me feel like. A woman, like it'd be, it'd be weird. It's like, okay, bruh, like, nah, Make this, you this feel something. Like you gotta say yes. Yeah, like I gotta say yes. <laughs> and plus, it's like, no, she, she gonna pressure you into it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it, what that's if what I it feel get, like. Yeah, I feel like, like it's if nah, because women get into relate. Most women are looking to get married. Okay, you know what I'm okay. saying. Like when they get into relationships. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying. Well, that's why I said most. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They're looking for the guy to propose to them. To get married, got you. You know what I'm saying. So I feel like because that's a traditional thing that's to a, do. Yeah, that's got how you. we all grown up to. Got you. You know, look at it like that way. So when a girl is doing it, I feel like it's pressuring the guy when he's not ready. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying. When if he say yeah, he only saying yeah because there's people around. Okay. And I don't think it was gonna last. I don't think it's gonna last long after that. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. So all right. So we're saying that. It's just not right. Like it shouldn't go that way. Can I? Can I, I got one more question. I got something to add on to this. Go ahead. So, okay, when someone, when you're, when a couple is thinking about getting married, they talk about it. Absolutely. It's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's been three years, four years, blah 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 Absolutely. blah blah. Like, if we're talking about it, mm-hmm. what makes this woman say, you know what? 
Since we're talking about it, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I don't I don't understand that at all. Hmm. Why? I don't understand. I already know what John about to go with this. Hold on. <laughs> no, you don't. No, Rip, you want to rock? You want to rock right now? Go ahead. Littles, you want to rock? What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's a reason why a man proposes to a woman. Talk, Talk to him, Scotty. Teach us something early. <laughs> Once you marry a woman, that woman is in your care. Okay. You supposed to honor, cherish, protect, and respect that woman. You're okay. supposed to protect that woman. Okay. That's why she takes your last name. Okay. That's why she comes unto you and y'all become a family. Okay. Let me tell you something. If you allow your woman to propose to you and you accept, that means you and her care. That means she's gonna be protecting you. <laughs> Dang. She gonna be the man in a relationship. That was deep. Do it, though. Let me, let me tell you something. Deep. If a woman ever dropped down an ass <laughs> <laughs> and proposed to me, I wouldn't even want. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> we not even gonna be together. I tell her get your manly ass the hell away from me. Wow. <laughs> she might be one of them damn dyke relationships we're talking about. No. That's, that's, no. That's Scott speaking. No. Right <laughs> okay. So all right. So you say whoever proposed. Is is the brother, is the, the man is supposed to propose, brother? The man is supposed. Watch John say, is the man that is what it say, or is that what you no, growing up the man for it to be? I mean, yeah. The I mean, because y'all know how I am. <laughs> I feel like a lot of stuff we just do out of tradition. I think the whole marriage thing in itself is just a tradition. I don't even know. I'm not even sure if marriage is even necessary. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you're gonna be with him, you're gonna be with him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and if you not, you not. It's nothing about your marriage is going to change. And when you decide to do somebody else, ain't nothing about your marriage going to stop you. Statistics show that. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely a, uh, a millennial when it comes to all of this. Not saying that women should just go out here and start proposing <laughs> to men. I'm not saying that. What I am questioning, though, and I'm asking is how much of this is just more programmed, traditional you know, stuff that we've been taught and raised. Because if we was taught and raised that the woman would be supposed to propose to the man, we wouldn't be saying none of this. I agree. But there'll be so many, it'll be more denials and yes. proposals yeah. than I agree. what it is now. I okay. agree with Scott. It's just, it's just, it's not, to me, it's not so much tradition. It's more of the roles. Yeah. Okay. It's the roles. Okay. When you, I mean, Scott explained it perfectly. So I'm yeah. just going to say, I agree with, it's just gotcha. about the roles, not the, not the tradition in my eyes. So okay, so I, I couldn't, I can have no woman proposing to me. That'll make that'll make me feel less than a man in my role. Okay, not, not the tradition, but my role as a man. Respect, and I'm not, I'm not knock, I'm not knocking either one of y'all. I'm saying, I agree. I'm just saying though, is it fair to knock this couple in particular? Yep, because they. Did it the other way around. Nah, they can do what they yeah, want. They can do what they want. But I feel like, I feel like um, with women, uh, like uh, Waves previously said, most women want to get married. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, the way, the way that I know women operate, they they so in, in close quarters together that they it's it's a lot of times a competition Top. on who's going to do 
do what first? Who's mm-hmm. going to get married first? Who's going to have the best wedding dress? Who's going to have the, the best wedding? Who's going to have the most bridesmaids? Whose mm-hmm. ring's bigger? How many kids you going to have? So it's always a competition. So like Wave said, it'll be a lot more proposals, but with denials as opposed to proposals with yes, if women, if that was the woman's role. Okay. Based off of the roles. Okay. Real okay. quick. Go ahead. I'm only saying if a woman get on her knees, there's only one time I'm gonna say yes today. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so I'm gonna hit y'all with this. I'm gonna hit y'all with this. Okay. So I hear I hear everything y'all saying, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the way it's supposed to be, and and it's it's about these roles and about this and this, why do m- most merges don't last under these constructs? I can answer that. Uh, most people get ra- married for the wrong reasons, and they don't know how to pick a partner. Mm. They just get married. They get married. I agree. I agree. And then things fall apart. I agree. I agree. So, so my theory, it goes back to my theory again, is marriage really necessary? No. I don't. Like you said, if the relationship is going to be the relationship regardless, you're going to do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like we all talked about, like a ring is not going to stop somebody from doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All you, basically, all you're doing is signing a paper. Saying some vows, and that's it. That's the only difference that you have. What you're saying is, uh, yes, government, you can now be involved in my relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's why. That's why they. they that's why it's a such thing as common law marriages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anybody else? A mar- marriage is useful but not necessary. You don't have to give. Me I like it. I Nobody like that answer. answer. I, say, I you, like you that. Answer. People that's in. Open relate open like marriages where they married oh, but still be if that's what makes you happy you know what I'm saying exactly so <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay okay so I we, got a story real quick about the <laughs> okay go nah, ahead no it ain't about me though go ahead so go ahead. it's crazy it? y'all no nah, it's not it's crazy y'all bring up the open marriage thing right uh-huh. because um he's asking my work nah you tripping <laughs> <laughs> at my job right so we got a new we got a, a new employees at our job right mm-hmm. this guy you know what I'm saying he worked with us so he been working with us for about. Uh, three months now. So I guess he got comfortable with us, right? So we walking down the hall talking, and all of us are married that are talking. So he like, we like, yeah, what y'all doing this weekend? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend because my wife out with her significant other. Uh-huh. And we like, uh, significant other? He like, yeah, we got an open marriage. I said, y'all have an open marriage? How that work? Like, who came up with the, who asked it, and why did this happen? (laughs) (laughs) He said, seriously, he's Uh, explaining it and everything. He said, well, we had a problem. What happened was, he caught his wife cheating. Uh, But when he caught her cheating, he was cheating. uh, So so he was like, we had a problem with being monogamous to each other, so we agreed to uh, try this out. uh, So they actually have conversations like, hey, so I'm going out with Tom. Uh. Blah blah blah, and then they'll even like let's say she come home and her night over, whatever, whatever. She'll explain to him what happened, and he's cool with that. He said, "Yeah, I'm cool with it." I said, "You don't get mad." He said, "Nah, she be the one getting mad. If he <laughs> if he say something about a girl, a uh-huh. woman, she get mad, but he don't get mad. Like he explained one time because she like a dominatrix or whatever. What the hell? not what is it called? Yeah, you said it right the first okay, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, some be struggling with the <laughs> word. <laughs> he got that one right though. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, electric. <laughs> And she wasn't <laughs> caressing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she explained to him that uh, one day she had let the dude, some other dude, her significant other, do something to her. He was like, How you gonna do that? You always quit on me. Next time, you letting me do it. I'm like, Bro, y'all really had this conversation? Wow. I told him I was gonna I, talk about it too. If I could, y'all bring that up there. I, I have a question to ask. Go ahead. So this dude is married, and his wife's significant other is another dude? Yes. 
ain't I'm gonna tell you what's even more crazy, right? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you what's even more crazy. Look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on. I don't want to make sure I got this straight. This, this, so I'm not confused. I'm, I'm, I, he allow his wife to get digged down to go do whatever she doing. He doing the same. What another dude? Hold on. Mm-hmm. And then after she finished, they talk about it. She come in the house and lay in the bed with him, and they oh, talk about it. Listen, Scott, what's crazy is right. So he was like, yeah, because uh, now that we know, you know, what I'm saying we kind of got a rapport. We we talk about it sometimes, right? Do they? So he was like, so he was like, uh, yeah, he the girl that he talking to now is married too. And the husband knows. So I said, what? Won't y'all just, right, can I I said, Won't y'all just switch uh, I'm y'all, significant it's, others? It's and he was like, well, the only reason we ain't switch is because my wife seen her husband and was like, nah. I gotta, wow. do, they, do they like... They don't, they're not swingers. No, I'm saying like when, if the wife be like, yeah, I want to talk to this guy, do the husband meet the guy or some shit like that? Do they... I didn't. I never asked them. Do they I'll ask like them, permission slip or I'm something? I'm going to ask them Monday. <laughs> I told them we were going to talk about it. I said, yeah. Yeah, do they, they have like limits? Is it no oral? No, you know Do they saying? got like... I'm going to ask okay, all Okay, yeah, we I'm need to... We need to that's, that's, a, that's a reality show. No, boy. <laughs> nah, that, y'all think I'm playing, bro. I'm going to tell you what's crazy. I said, yeah, I record my podcast. I said, I'm going to record my podcast this weekend. And I'm going to talk about it. He said, hey, can I call in? I'm like, bro, I don't think we got that point yet. The whole time, that's something we definitely need to implement this year, mm-hmm. uh, the call-in aspect. Um, I would love to talk to this brother. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, for real. But that's very, very interesting. But I'm trying to tell y'all. He's Caucasian. <laughs> A lot of hold on, that, that was important. <laughs> hold on, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> Try to slip that hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it hold on, stop, 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 stop. You say he a white man? Yes. Is his, is his wife white? Yes. Is she dating a brother? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't I like know. Please know. find that out for me. Hey. <laughs> now it makes sense. Now I understand. Because hey. ain't too many yeah, brothers I, mean, I know. Yeah. Say, it yeah. It's going to let his women, it his make- woman... Go get it in with another dude and then come <laughs> call up in the bed next to him. But he doing the yeah, same yeah. thing, so I guess it makes sense now. Yeah. Hey, like, yo. He tried to slip that shit. Hey, son, <laughs> next time lead with that. <laughs> right. But let's, but let's not let's not fake and act like it ain't no other nationalities. Yeah, it be, yeah, that, it be happening with black people, yeah, too. Yeah, it happens with black folk, too. Right, he tried to slip that shit. But that, that's a good... That's, I mean, you're going to take all the topics. I ain't got nothing on. <laughs> but that's what's up. So it leads... Go ahead, you, tap, you, it, you keep it. It leads us to this, though. So oh, the whole um, Kanye Drake thing. How oh, do y'all Lord. feel about that? Do you What's care? Going on so Drake, uh, it's it's being thought that Drake. Am I, if I'm getting this right, Drake yeah, used to right. mess with Kim. Mm-hmm. I heard. Okay. So it leads me to the question of: Do you care who your girl been with after y'all have kids or get married? I mean, I, wouldn't we want to know that before? Mm. No. No, I'm gonna say <clears throat> I don't want to know. No, I'm saying that. you're asking where we care if after the kids and. No, I'm saying so. Let's say. Let's not say you. Let's say a couple is married. They have kids together, and then they out in the mall. I'm just give you a hypothetical, and he sees somebody he know or whatever. And he's like, "Oh man, hey, what's up? Man? Long time, da 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 blah blah blah," and his girl. Used to mess with him, but he ain't know that. I mean, ain't sure you could do about it. Would you be, but you be good, or would you feel some type of way? I mean, I would be good because what can I do about it right then and there? If there was like, if I didn't know about it before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't matter now. Mm. I'm already married. I'm with you. Okay, question, I'm with you. question with the hypothetical: Go If ahead. you knew, would that have kept you from talking to her? If mm. it's somebody that I'm close like, with, if you knew that that girl that you had your eyes on messed with your man. Would that I, keep you from talking to her? We would have to have a conversation. 
Like if yes for me, yeah, I, I would have to have a conversation <laughs> with my that friend. Over, yeah, right, exactly, right, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, mm. okay. So are we all agreeing that we wouldn't have a problem with it? I mean, if I got kids and I'm if I got kids with and her, I'm happy or, or I'm married to her, I man, feel like it it's don't too even late. matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. You already invested. <laughs> you already invested because <laughs> Kanye is in his feelings about this a little bit. Yeah, and I think I mean Drake whether, is kind of like throwing. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Whether it happened or not, Drake is is throwing. He's insinuating. He's going to mess with. Him. He's doing it exactly, because it's working. Exactly. Yeah, it's working. He knows what his song is. But let's say, but let's say it did happen. I mean, why would Kanye? Why would you man, care? She had a whole sex tape. It probably did happen. Even past that, why is he mad at Drake and not mad at Reggie Bush? The nigga from the Cowboys nobody ever heard of again. I think Dunning got killed. What was his name? Miles Austin? Miles Austin. <laughs> the last time you heard him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just public because those yeah. were public knowledge, I guess. And I think it's because of Drake, though, who he is. Yeah, because... He's intimidated Kanye, by Drake. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about is. to say. He's in, like, kind of direct competition with Drake, so he's going he gonna to feel some type of way about it, but... Yeah. I, mean, I think it's all goofy as shit. Yeah, I mean... I it is, it is. You don't know what your girl has done before you got with her, and you shouldn't care. I'm about to say... Well, he do know. No, <laughs> I mean, he, he knows. He's seen I mean, it live or okay the camera but but when it comes down when it comes down to it if you got kids with her or you married to her you you basically won if you want to look at it like exactly. that you won and that's who he was he was really after and he got her yes. but i mean it's it's some dudes that's just insecure like that you know what i'm saying i mean my thing is at the end of the day people adults people do adult shit and if you meet somebody mm-hmm. and y'all hit it off and y'all good as long as she rocking with you from then on out I don't see what the fucking problem is. Yeah. I don't, don't give a damn. Can you can you get mad if you find out later that she had like a real crazy past, like she was the pass around? No, no. Yeah, I can't get mad. mad about you it. shouldn't even want to know. Yeah, Especially no, like if you just find, I'm like, you just like. <laughs> and most pass arounds move to other states, so you'd probably <laughs> never. <laughs> It'll probably never come back up again. Exactly. Like the Ju- like Juel Santana, his woman, like, Kimbella. Ra- rappers have had her. Oh, Other really? rappers he's rapped with. But For real? When, when you talking about that industry, shit, all of them That's niggas slept with. So they, so they should be used to it. Yeah, so they should I'm be say, used to They all shit. date the same yeah. people, man. I think, I think people put more emphasis on it than what it should be. If y'all good and y'all, like I said, if y'all good and y'all rocking and, and she not doing nobody why she with you, it, it shouldn't be no problem. Well, somebody, you don't know what? You could meet the most perfect word woman in the world. You don't know everything she's done before you. Don't want to know. And you don't. That's what I. That's yeah, the I first thing yeah, I said. Don't I don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I mean, if you ask me, I probably would tell you. <laughs> but I don't necessarily need to get into everything I've done. Because oh, let's be real. Us niggas, yeah. we do some wild shit over the years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, y'all niggas. Y'all niggas. Wild <laughs> shit. y'all niggas in this some wild shit. That's wild, yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, we getting some some, Ooh, some breaking news. Drake, go ahead talk about what is it? Drake, what? It says Drake under fire for 2010 video showing him touching and kissing 17 year old fan. But I heard yeah, I about that, that, that before. I saw that earlier. This is a video. For those who don't know, it's a video. I think it's like you said, it's from 2010. It was a show in Colorado, I believe, and he has this young lady on stage, and he's like. Talking to her, gives her a hug, has her turn around, and then he finally asks, like, how old are you? And she says, I'm 17. He's like, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, he whoa, whoa. Yeah, He's I like, well, I ain't, I ain't trying to go to jail. I ain't trying to go to jail. But damn, you thick. 
Mm. Then like I like the way your breasts fill on my chest when I hugged you. Oh wow! After he found out she was seventeen, he found out she's seventeen. Then he kissed her on the forehead and kissed her on her hand, and then the video ends. Uh. You know, but some some uh, sites out there trying to be messy and put it off like it just happened. They're, uh, they're, con- okay. they're conveniently leaving the 2010 part. Okay, so how old yeah, was he? I mean, at 20, like twenty, day. like twenty three. Oh, this oh, and man, and the age of consent. Good. In Colorado, I believe, was 17. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it ain't. That makes sense. There's nothing there. False alarm. You know what this is? This is a byproduct of the R. Kelly shit. Black people throwing other people under the bus. Yep. That's what it is. Absolutely. He said that he kissed the girl on the forehead and her hand. And her hand. And ain't really And it was part of the show. But didn't Bobby Brown get hemmed up for that back in the day? That Tenderoni jump? Wasn't it? I think Bobby Brown got arrested. He was like, no, he got arrested, but he had an issue with because he, like, he was bringing girls on stage. Uh-huh. He was like dry humping them on stage. Uh-huh. He had an issue with a. It was an underage girl that he ended up bringing on stage. Or something I remember like it. Tenderoni video. Look it up. But that was back in the eighties. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> it was allowed. It was allowed back then. Right. There was no it, age stipulations. It was, a, it was a lot of shit that was allowed just five if, years ago. You can't do. Nothing. If she yeah. coming to a Bobby Brown show, she she, that, she get what she signed up for. <laughs> she, she knew what was going down. That's huh? A whole nother show, which you can and cannot do nowadays. So oh. Cardi B posted a video talking about her pussy was so good, and that's why. All right, Cardi. Uh, yeah, he ain't going. You want to play the clip? Let me let me get a backdrop before I play the clip. Okay, so C.K. Kirkland, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He posted the clip, and on his uh. His caption, he wrote, ladies, I love Cardi B, but good pussy will only last for a day. Now, let me tell you how to keep a man. You have to give him peace. Amen. That's good pussy. You can't be petty. That's good pussy. What the? (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) do you help keep the house clean? Are you available or an asset? Are you a liability or asset? Yeah, he need to work on his writing. He was like, that's good pussy. Can you hold a conversation not checking nigga phone. Don't smoke cigarettes or weed too much. That's good pussy. Mm-hmm. And do you accomplish your goals? That's good pussy. Yep. Okay, now let me play the clip. Absolutely, uh, TK. Shout out to you for that. So he writes like he... <laughs> yeah, because that, was, that, like was, that was horrible. <laughs> From the Mayweather school. All right, here we go, y'all. God damn. I look fucked up. It's okay, though, because I got good pussy. Where a nigga going? Nowhere. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. Not with this good-ass pussy. Now with this good ass fucking mouth, wet ass mouth, deep ass throat. Hey, hey, no let lies. me let me uh, let me first say this. I that love shit turned Cardi. me on though. <laughs> what she was, what she was, how she was. I was just about to say she's so on. confident. Man. Yeah. It's nothing better than a, a confident yeah, facts, woman. Yeah. Facts. When you show that type of confidence and that type of aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, it's it's yeah, a wonderful shit, thing. Both that them together. Me on. And she said mouth with a F. Yeah. Mouth. <laughs> mouth. Yeah. But but again, <laughs> let's be clear. None of that is gonna keep a man. Keep a man. Yeah. It'll get him, but it won't keep him. Apparently so, it's not keeping him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> Damn. Damn. I mean, that's a fact though. And so what TK what TK Kirkland is saying is so on time. It's like when we say good pussy. We ain't talking about the actual pussy. We talking about everything that surrounds it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The the confidence, the you know, holding me down, the good head on your shoulders, you know, all that stuff matters. That's what makes up the good pussy. It's a lot of nice pussies to hit. Yeah. But it ain't many to keep in mm. tuck. You well, know what I'm saying? We had this <laughs> conversation a, a couple episodes ago about 
women only thinking that good pussy and a good meal will keep a man Absolutely. or whatever. And, that, yeah. and that's just not it. That's like you said, like good pussy is cool. That that but that's like a bonus to us if we got peace at home, if we got a, a chick that's loyal to us, that's gonna hold us down, support us. Absolutely. They think that allow us to be a man. Yeah, and they, let's be and, and I already hear I can already hear the women now. No, y'all niggas, it don't matter if we good, if we this, if we that. No, it don't matter to the niggas. You choose. Because like Scott said earlier, we suck at choosing mates. Yeah. But I mean, they already, most females feel that way anyway about their pussy. If they be like, oh, you're going to get this pussy for your birthday or right. for Christmas. Yeah. They already feel no gift. That's not a gift. <laughs> This good pussy. That's, yeah. that's lazy. Yeah, that's that lazy is lazy. Gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that ain't yeah. nothing new. That's like buying somebody a gift card. It's like no thought. <laughs> right. I have yet to women say, to hear a woman say her box was trash. I have yet to hear. <laughs> no, but that wasn't what I Like, you going to get this trash box if you don't pay. I put this trash box on That's going to be a punishment. <laughs> no woman, woman, no woman has ever said. Her box was some trash <laughs> in the history of women. <laughs> oh, that man, is so hilarious. true. Hey, so we all agree with TK Kirkland on that one. All right, let's move right along, man. This has been fun so far. Scotty. Hey. Teach us something. Hey, I got a quick one tonight. I'm sure all y'all have heard of welfare. Maybe y'all heard of the term welfare queen. That was coined by Ronald Reagan in the late 70s. He was running for president. Some of y'all might be too young to remember. He had a commercial of a black woman pulling up to the welfare office in a brand new Cadillac wearing a fur coat. And she walked into the welfare office, got a check, and jumped back to her brand new Cadillac and peeled off. All right? And that term, the, the phrase, welfare queen. Welfare queen. Did y'all know when welfare started in 1931, black people were systematically excluded <laughs> Welfare was actually started for the benefit of white women. As a matter of fact, black people weren't even allowed to participate participate in the welfare system until the 1960s. When the civil rights movement came, they said you could no longer dis discriminate on the part of race. That's when black people were able to participate in the welfare system, but when welfare was first started, for the first half of its history, it was only for white women only. So when you think about the term welfare, welfare queens, you always think about black women. Welfare was started with white women in mind. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Welfare and, king. Queen. And what year was that the welfare started? 1931. 1931. This was before the civil rights movement. This was during the height of Jim Crow. Um, when welfare first started, less than 3% of people on the welfare system were black. Uh, by the time the 1960s came, that raised up to a little over 40%. But, of course, throughout the history of welfare, the majority of people who have always been on welfare have always been white women, not black people. Can I ask Correct. you a question, Scott? You can ask me anything you want. Is it, isn't it true that the government was forcing a lot of black women if they to kick the demand out the house if they wanted to be on welfare? Yes. In order, in order to participate in welfare, there were certain rules and regulations you had to follow. You no. could not have a man in the house. As a matter of fact, when black people started participating in the welfare system, they would actually send agents to the house to inspect the house. They would look for a man's toothbrush, a man's clothes, wow. a man's shoes. Sheesh. If there was any evidence that a man was staying there, you were not able to participate in the benefits. So a lot of black people that needed the assistance that was getting on welfare, they would just kick their man out the house and like, look, you can't be here because I need this check. Yeah. They wow. showed yes. that on that movie that is back true. in the day, Claudine. 
Claude, that's a good movie. So, hey, everybody, this is your homework. Go watch the movie Claudine <laughs> with James Earl Jones. James Earl movie is funny. Yep. For real? Claudine, I think Claudine. this movie came out in the 70s. Yep. Just to paraphrase it, it's basically it's about a sister. She got like nine kids. Diana she, Rose. Yep. She's on wow. welfare. She ended up meeting James Earl Jones, who's like a trash, who's like a trash truck driver. They end up getting a relationship together. It's a good movie. Check wow, it out. Wow, wow. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Well, since we talk about welfare and the government, oh, before I do that to our new audience. Every episode, you would get a segment, Scotty teaches something where he will break down something that you may not have known. Like I said, we are the most random, organized conversation that you would ever hear. It's the unproductive, unapologetic podcast. All we actually do is tell a friend and check us out. Please do, please do. Hey, so speaking of government and welfare and all that good stuff, U.S. make lynching a federal crime for the first time in history. Let's give a round of applause to that. Hey, they only 80 years too late. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 80 years behind. This clap is sarcastic, by the way. (laughs) So somebody break that down for me and tell me what that means. I think it's just a slap in the face to black people, brother. I mean, when's when's, when's the last time you heard of a black person being lynched? I mean, this... this Uh, A couple weeks ago. ago. (laughs) It happens. It's happening again. It happens, but this should have been made a federal law 80 years ago. Right. I mean, in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, black people was being lynched three, four times a day. Yeah. It was an epidemic. Yeah. So many black people was being lynched. Um, FDR, uh, Teddy Roosevelt basically had to come out and be like, can y'all please stop lynching black people down in the South? It's a bad look. <laughs> like Y'all killing too many it's of them. Crazy, like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's too many of it going on. And this 2019, for it now to be made a federal law that you can't kill somebody, like, Come on. <laughs> right, right, right. So there you have it. And who is aware of this uh, thing Trump passed about uh, urban neighborhoods. Uh, What's that about? It was um, that's what I'm asking. So a bill uh, he he made a bill or something that's supposed to uh, improve urban neighborhoods or some something like that. Somebody find that for me. See if we can look that up. Yeah, because right um I I kept meaning to read about it and find out exactly what that was about, but I had I just kept slipping my mind. And and us talking about this just made me think about that. So while you look for that, um, also uh, Trump supporters have a GoFundMe to build the wall. So how do we feel about that? I find it hilarious that Trump thinks a wall is going to fix all the problems in America when it comes to... uh, I'm just shocked at how much money they raised so far for that. I I read somewhere where somebody somebody said that they think he just want to build a wall for it to be in his legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you build a wall, you will always remember Trump built that wall. I think he wants the money so he can pocket it. Because if if everything starts on time, he'll be... Even if he got two terms, it won't be finished by the time he's done. The, the, The massive scale of that wall. So like Sun said... He'll be remembered for the, you know being dumb, obviously. <laughs> remember for a while, like oh, Trump yeah. did that. Yeah, I did think that. he wanted that money so he could pocket. Somebody's making trillion. a lot of money with them construction companies that's going to have to build that. Somebody's going to get rich. Yeah. Yeah, one of and one of Trump's buddies. Yeah, and, that, and that's probably why he signed that that, that bill or whatever. That's exactly yeah, what's going a, on. It's an executive order that that he signed. Okay, it's executive the, order. Go ahead. It's for the uh, establishing an opportunity and revitalization council. That will uh, aim in uh, creating economic opportunity zones in distressed communities. Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson was set to lead the new council, which has also included Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. Okay, and this is supposed to happen in the inner cities, right? 
Yeah. Well, now that I know this is pretty much gentrification. I'm about to say, now I know what the building block is. That's all gentrification. Yeah. The hey. white, we all know the white folks are taking the inner so cities. So it's like what, what Little say, he's basically signing this executive order to help his buddies out to make money. Absolutely. And he's probably going to make money on the sleep Absolutely. Because that's what he does. He's going to make money when he's out of office. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> Trump, this is, this is, this whole wall thing is equivalent to 9 11. Mm. This is Trump's 9 11. And when I sense. say that, I'm saying the Bushes and Halliburton and all them made tons of money mm-hmm. off yep. the fight against terrorism. And he can't go that route, so he's going the wall route. He's asking for $5 trillion. Let's let that sink in for a second, a moment of silence. Five trillion dollars, <laughs> not million, not billion. That's twelve zeros, ladies. And he's gentlemen. asking for five trillion. Oh, so when I man. when I said he's looking to pocket that money, yeah. and everybody laughed. I'm not saying he's gonna pocket five trillion, but he's he will never be broke again. Check his net worth when he's out. Of <laughs> exactly. That's a heavy bag, and, man. Exactly. And just to go back to the wall real quick, please. It's do. called the We the People Will Fund the Wall campaign on GoFundMe. Okay. It's a one billion dollar goal. And as of today, it is at $19,229,673, raised by 318,650 people in 19 days. Dang. Now, think oh. about this. That's a million dollars in, a day. In, in 19 days, they done raised $19.2 million for a wall that they president told them Mexico was going to pay for. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say. Exactly. Hey, that's true. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Let me and That's let me hard. add this. In 19 days, they raised that much money, yet in America, we still have people that's hungry, that's living on the street, that don't have clothes or shoes on their feet. O King Johnny said it best on a previous podcast. Um, people are serious when they put their money up. Yep. As you can tell, people are serious about maintaining the system of white supremacy. They don't raise $19.2 million. And how many days? 19 days. days. Yeah, that's a million dollars a day. They they moving more numbers than Frank Lucas out here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and while they're doing that, uh, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Still come, don't have c- clean come water. Come on, man. And TSA workers are working without pay. Working, they're working for free. Come on, on, what? And some of them are smartly yeah. calling out. Yeah. Wouldn't the be me. Shut down? Oh, yeah. wouldn't be me. We have we have the contract of the Smithsonian, and we had to stop all our offices from working because they're closing the museums. All them people are not getting paid right now. That's crazy. And it's, it's uh, stories all on the news, the local news, saying people come from out of town to come to the museum. They already paid their money, and the things they come to see are closed. Yep. They, they, they yeah. can't get refund for that. They go down shrimp boat though. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all in the things. Y'all in the damn shrimp boat. <laughs> Man, that is crazy. Okay, so Lord Jamar asked the question. And his question Ooh, was I need a drink for this one. The same question that I've been asking for a long time. And I have come to the conclusion that it's all sketchy. I'ma say that. Yes, First off, sir. let me pull a DJ Envy. Uh, Scott, uh, let people know who uh, Lord Jamar is. Lord Jamar, one of the members of the uh brand Nubian rap group, legendary brand Nubian rap group. Um he's got a podcast, um, five percent of knowledge yourself. That's our brother, Lord Jamar. He's a staple on the DJ Vlad uh YouTube channel. Okay. Lord yeah. Jamar. Lord Jamar, play the clip. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Fucking did. Where's the slave ships? Again, 
Where's the fucking ships? You're proud of everything else. You still got them boats from the fucking we'll see from, the, from, the, from the Boston Tea Party. You go to Boston and you'll see those colonial boats. You telling me I can't go to Virginia somewhere and see the, the no. multitudes of slave ships that fucking that there had to be in order to do what the fuck you said they did? Get the fuck out of here. You showed me diagrams and you told me a story. Yeah, my people that, was already here, you motherfucking piece of shit. The number that keeps popping <laughs> in my head is 1.2 million, right? Y'all are not that organized that to do that, you see? Right. And it's, it's a way to make million. yourself seem more supreme. Like, oh, I was so industrious. Well, I was able to sub subjugate and move that many people no, motherfucker. That was you did. Thing. You put a spell on a generation of people, and then on that next, or and you tried to kill off one generation. Fuck. African Americans are not from Africa. We are the Aboriginals. We've been here. Yes, I've sir. been feeling that. One day, I just it just all hit me at once, and I just started questioning a lot of stuff, and I just came to the conclusion: this is all bullshit. We was mm -hmm. here. We was already here. Now. I agree with Lord Jamal. I was just curious. How do y'all feel about that? Go ahead, son. How you feel about it, brother? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Break nah, that it, down. No, nah, it is crazy. Like he said in the clip that everything that you want to see from back in the day, like things that have been going on, you can go to museums and see it. But you can't you see the ships. He's right about that. I mean, uh, that's yeah. really it. I mean, That shit make you think. Because like, you yeah. never really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even I never thought about that. Where these slave ships at? I never thought about it. Yeah. Little, oh, teach them something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in school and you just. <laughs> Facts. But, um, Read paragraph yeah, one. Um, I feel like I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. Some of the ships may have disintegrated because it would. They could, they could be at the bottom of the ocean. That's okay. a fact. There are some okay. in the bottom of the ocean. Okay. But. The number that they said we were brought over here, where are the rest of them? Mm. Like all of them ain't sink. If they were any to begin with. If they were any to begin but with. There are some at the bottom of the ocean. Now, I slave, some, but there was slavery going on. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that. What I am saying, though, this story of our ancestors, they going and taking all these people from Africa and putting them on ships in these dire situations on these ships and sailing them across mm -hmm. the waters back to... I don't know if yeah. I'm rocking. It would... The amount of slaves that they said that they transported from Africa over here, they will still be transporting them today. Right. <laughs> you think about the voyage on a ship, yes. a ship that has no motor. No yes. technology. Nothing. Nothing. You're and, depending on the wind. And, you, and we've seen the diagram plenty of times of how they stack these yeah. people in this shape, this ship. Mm -hmm. How many people do you think actually survived on one mm. ship? Right. Absolutely. I've been told all my life. My my uh my whole family is from North Carolina. I I've been told my whole life that I'm Native American. Mm -hmm. My whole life, both sides of my family. And you look at some of my grandfathers, grandmothers, great grandfathers, grandmothers. These didn't look like Africans. Mm -hmm. Look look at yourself in the mirror and look at an African, mm -hmm. a true African that that was born and raised in Africa. Do you really look like a African? You don't. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. It, there's actual books that that will tell you that have documents from Europeans coming over here saying that we were already over here. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, these these slaves that were supposed Africans are just prisoners of war. Yes, that were you. already mm. sitting in this country. Absolutely. 
So it's even been said that a lot of the the uh, the slaves that was part of the transatlantic slave movement, they didn't come from Africa to America. They came from America and went over to Africa. Mm. And a lot of times when you when you look at North America, Central America, South America, Brazil is the second largest country with the most black people in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's next to Africa. So a lot of these these black people that that's over in Brazil were just transported from North America. They was just it was just a system that they was just bringing people down from North America to Central America to South America. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a thing of did they bring people from Africa? Yes, they did, but to the amount of numbers that they said, that's just not accurate. Yeah. They will still be doing it today. It's yeah. just not. It's just not accurate. Not accurate and not possible. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's not. And I was. I was uh, following the whole uh, African Americans are not from Africa on YouTube, and I came across this uh, Indian chief, who I think is has passed on now. He was a professor of some of some something like that. But long story short, he said exactly what Rip just said. That that he his words exactly was don't get fooled you wasn't no slave you was prisoners of war that's a that's a vast different he said he said you got to look at it like this they was having a hard time trying to get us to cooperate this whole narrative that they came in and whipped us and tied us down and we were scared to leave and all he said all that is bullshit he said they was having a hard time getting us under control so they were trying to figure out what would be the best right route to do this. And this is what they did. They separated children from their parents. This is major. And the reason why it's major is because a child can only go by what they are taught. And if your parent is a prisoner in war, your parent can't tell you the story. You got to depend on somebody else telling you the story of how you came to be wherever you at. And so his point was, he who wins the war gets to write the history. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if I if 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 somebody comes in here and blow us all away and walks out and get caught, it's up to him to say what happened in here. Right. He could say, yeah, I walked in and told them niggas, everybody shut the fuck up, get down, or I'm going to blow your head. And we got down, and we was laying down, and we was crying because we was so scared. Because yep. he, he survived it. He had the gun. We didn't. Mm-hmm. He not going to tell them, man, they was beating my ass. <laughs> and if I didn't have this gun, yeah. I would have been dead. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just use that as an example. If, if whoever is the last man standing gets to dictate the history. During the Seminole War, mm. they um, the Europeans were quote unquote looking for these slaves, but the slaves were hiding out with the Seminoles, <coughs> yep. and they couldn't figure out yep. who they were. Yeah, why? Because they all looked alike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and that's your that's your your thing right there. And it's funny because now even Caucasian. Uh, scholars and professors and historians are are saying, yeah, the story's been some bullshit. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> need to go look up 
the term five dollar Indians, mm. and you'll learn something. Now. Teach them something, Rip. Wow. <laughs> hey. Y'all some smart brothers. <laughs> y'all some scholars up in here, boy. Y'all don't know who, who y'all dealing with the UNU podcast. Let me tell y'all something. Hey, I've been listening to y'all point of view, and all y'all hit the nail right on the head. Um, I've been following Lord Jamar for a long time. Got a lot of respect for Lord Jamar. Lord Jamar's God body. Original 5% of Nation of Gods and Earth. Lord Jamar, he got, he got, he got knowledge himself. Um, when I listen to that clip, my interpretation was Lord Jamar is not saying a slave trade didn't happen. Absolutely. What he's saying is they didn't bring Africans over here in the numbers that they are telling us they did. Absolutely. And they were black people already here. Yes. And I will agree a hundred percent. And I will bring receipts. Let me tell you something. Back in the 1970s, Dr. Ivan Van Serdman wrote a book called They Came Before Columbus. I encourage everybody to put that up. Mm-hmm. That gives all the receipts that black people were here before Columbus got here. Bust this. What, I'm not to cut no, you go off, for but it. real quick. It's, it's history fact that a black man helped Columbus Show them how to get here. Get here. Because he didn't know. Yeah. How did the black man know how to get here? <laughs> Because they was Cause he was from here. here. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Scott. You hit the nail right on the yeah. head. Hey, <laughs> when the Europeans, when the Europeans discovered North America, black people were already living here. I'm gonna quote our brother, Doctor Professor James Smalls. Black people are Aborigines of the Absolutely. earth. Absolutely. We are. Every, we were everywhere Absolutely. first, and that's not to disparage anybody else. Absolutely. That's just history. Facts. Yes. Now, did a transatlantic slave trade happen? Yes, it did happen. You can go down to the African American History Museum in D.C. You can see a slave ship. Have you ever heard? I'm sure y'all heard of the movie The Amistad. That's a real court case. The Amistad was the name of a Spanish slave ship. Mm -hmm. That really happened. I'm sure you can go to the Library of Congress. You can look up the slave narratives. They got stories right after slavery ended of people who were taken and captured in Africa and into slavery and brought to America. There's a book called The Life and Time of Olado Equianu. This book is very popular in Europe. It's not very popular in America. It's the first narrative of an African person who was kidnapped from Africa and taken into slavery. He learned how to read and write. He spent 27 years in slavery, and when he got free, he basically wrote his autobiography. This is what happened to me. Born in Africa, kidnapped, blah, 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 blah. This is everything that happened. So, yes, black people... We're here before the Europeans came here. There was a transatlantic slave trade. Are they lying about how many African people they brought over? Of course, because they lie about everything else. They lie about everything. <laughs> they lie about everything. And brother. so the question then becomes if that's the case, and you just said we got receipts, we know that's the case, why is so much energy and effort put into having us believe? The other story. Mm. The reason is because that would be a major game changer. Let me give, let me put it in the simplest form. It goes from I built this house and I let you come and live in it, right? Mm -hmm. That's a big difference from this was your daddy's house. I came in, killed him, kicked him out, and then sold the house to you. Yeah, and you say, no, nigga, yeah. this my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's a big difference. That's and I'm going to stop there because we're getting deep. Hey, we're getting right. real deep. You, you, what you said was powerful, bro. That, that was, that was a powerful a point. Yeah. That's yeah. a big powerful difference. That's a big difference. And so you got African-Americans here in America scraping and begging for equality and justice. And it's like, no, nigga, this my daddy house. Right. You the nigga that ain't supposed <laughs> to be here. You, you, you just touched... You really are touching on a nerve <laughs> that has been central to the division of black people in this country ever since we've been in this country. Absolutely. And the issue is this. We don't know for sure who we are, Absolutely. where we came from, what our culture is. Absolutely. You got different black groups, different black organizations that teach different things, and that causes division. Because Absolutely. nobody knows for sure. Absolutely. Elijah Muhammad taught before we came here, we was all Muslims. Hebrew Israelites teach something different. Yep. The Black Panthers taught something yep. different. Marcus Garvey taught something different. The Black Church teach something different. And nobody can agree. So that keeps us all divided. And I've said this, I said this before. I don't know if I said it on the show or off air, but I've said this before. Ah, I hate to go here. For a minute, we need to sit religion down and find out who we are, period. And then figure out what religion we rocking with, brother Elijah? I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. The minister Malcolm Epps said it best. He said, "Leave your religion at home. Come to me as as as, as I'm paraphrasing. Come to me as a black person and let black people take care of black people business. Let's not talk about religion right now. Ex- absolutely. <laughs> Let's take care and of we, black people business. We really need to get back to that mm-hmm. because, and I hate to go. Here, I'm not gonna go there. It's unproductive and unapologetic. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite podcast, <laughs> Yo, podcast. That's us, Your favorite podcast, <laughs> podcast. Man, you're going to get a little bit of everything here. And to our new listeners who may not be hip, we got another segment, and it's called Little's Reviews. Yeah. I hope you got some reviews. Come on, Little's. Unfortunately, I no, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Over the break, since you last heard us, I saw uh, Aquaman and I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's okay. the cartoon joint. Yeah, the, the animated one. What? What would you like to start with? Anything? Let's start with Aquaman. Okay. Aquaman is a DC comic. It's the first it's the first outing for him in a, as a movie in a movie. Aquaman is played by Jason Momoa, who was uh, famous for Game of Thrones, yes. which I've never seen. I think his name is Kyle uh, Drogo. Is yes. that his name? And you owe me a Game of Thrones viewing because it's almost time. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> he stars as Arthur Curry, who you know, also known as Aquaman. The movie basically starts off... Um, his mom is a queen of Atlantis, and she gets in a battle, and she washes ashore. And there's a lighthouse keeper who rescues her, nurses her back to health, and they end up falling in love. After they fall in love, they have a child. And right as that kid is uh, coming of age, the, basically the soldiers from Atlantis come and take her back and kill her. That's in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> so... Basically, it fast forward to Aquaman being a little older. It takes place after Justice League, so he's already basically in the Justice League. He doesn't really want to go to Atlantis, but he hears trouble coming. He has a he has a half brother down there that is trying to unite all the forces down there to come to come to the surface and take over the world. So he goes down to Atlantis and he tries to stop his half brother. Also, while he's stopping his half brother. There is a villain named Black Manta, played by a black man. It's good to see you in a, a black man in a, a superhero movie. Yes, uh, he's he's a villain. He um, he's a he's a basically a pirate. Him and his dad they rob uh, submarines and boats and all of that. And Aquaman stops him. So he basically Black Manta develops a you know develops a basically um, some 
and my what's the name? What's the word I'm looking for? I forgot. But anyway, <laughs> Black Manta basically becomes the villain of Aquaman, and they have their own uh, adventures and fights through the, throughout the movie. It's action packed. Some of the best, some of the better CGI uh, in a in a movie. It looks really? way, it looks way better. I want you to watch Aquaman, then watch Black Panther. It's like night and day. Really? Black Panther CG. Yeah, it looks terrible at the end. Wow. It looks like they ran out of money at the end of that show. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of corny at the end. It looks yeah. it looks messy. But uh this is probably I'm a, this is the best DC. DC movie of this generation. I'm not talking about the old Dark Knight. I'm talking about the, of the new one, Man okay. of Steel. I, f- I feel like this is number one. And probably Wonder Woman is number two right now. Okay, mm. they're on a good they're on a good path. They're 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 two for two. With their that last Justice team. League was trash. It was terrible, but you know I think they get a pass because they got two directors and that's two different visions and that's why it looked like that. Okay, so yeah, I give that. Uh, I'm giving Aquaman a three and a half out of five. Okay, mm. okay. That, that that sounds about right. Yeah. Dude. Okay, that's a that's a dope view. Sounds about right. What'd you give it again? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what did you get? You got a problem with my? No, I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw I, saw I haven't it. seen it yet either. Yeah, it's, it's worth seeing on the on the big screen. Mm-hmm. It's okay. worth seeing on the right. big screen, like yeah. in, like in a movie theater. That's right. I will. Y'all say. can't see who I'm looking at, but I'm looking at somebody. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. um, I will say I went to see it with two 13 year olds and they loved it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. I think he was like made for that role. Yeah, it was a, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. You saw you saw it right? Yeah, yeah. I okay, saw. yeah, okay. I saw it before it came out. I seen the. Oh uh, uh, no, that's enough. Yeah, we're gonna stop right there. We're I gonna, seen the view in this, the theater. Yeah, this oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You was with us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. All that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the second movie I saw was Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. This is the one y'all need to check out because it's the first time you'll see. The Black Spider Man, Miles Morales. Okay, but of course they don't let him be completely black. They they got to call him. He's Dominican and black. Say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominican. Okay. Yeah, I, he's still a black superhero. Right. He's black Spider Man to me. He's singing Cardi B. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically he's a he's a kid in New York. He's a fan of uh, Peter Parker, who's Spider Man. You know he he exists. He lives in that world. Okay, he gets bitten by a radioactive spider while he's uh, doing graffiti with his uncle, and he becomes Spider Man. And but he also sees this this. Uh, this universe is Peter Parker die. Mm. He sees that, and then he opens up a. They call it a multiverse, like a different, different universe all over the place, and it sucks all of the other Spider people from different, different uh, universes into this world. Okay. So he's meeting up with like six different types of Spider Man. Okay. He has a female one. He has actually a pig named Spider Pig. <laughs> you have a Spider Man Noir. He's a black and white character. He, he speaks like he's from the thirties. Okay. He's, he, he sees everything in black and white. That's Nicolas Cage. I feel like he's, he's from the thirties. Yeah. Say the word nigga a lot. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you, got, you got one from like the future. Who's a, a, a Japanese girl who controls a robot. Robot that got bit by a spider. It's like a bunch of them, and they're going against the Kingpin. Kingpin is played by Liev Schreiber, who plays Ray Donovan. Oh, so okay. he has a great oh, wow. villain voice. Okay. Um, yes, he does. Huh? Yeah. This movie could never be made for real because of the things that are done in this movie. It's it's great that they did it, animated. It's really good to see. It's one of the better comic book movies you'll see. Period. Yeah, yeah, animated than that. Is 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 up there with the best Spider Man movies. Period. It's probably number number two. Wow. Okay. I'm wow. giving this a four and a half out of five. Damn. I enjoyed the yeah. hell out of this one. It was pretty good. It was a really good movie. Okay. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Wait, you took your kids to see it? You was in there by yourself. I was in there by myself. <laughs> Few co-workers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, Little, so when you going to start this Game of Thrones, man? What month is it? It's January. It's January when the new brother. season start? Uh, May? April. April. I got some time. Baby steps. Hey, you got, you got what, seven seasons? 
Seven, Ooh, six. Six. It's only six what like seasons. ten episodes a season? No, nah, nah. I, I thought it was seven. This is season eight coming. It is. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I think so. How many episodes? You in might want to start like tonight. Yeah. Well, the last season seven was only six, right? Oh, I can. But no, but the rest are like ten. Oh, I can. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. All right, man. You yeah, owe me. All right. You owe me. Game of Thrones and then for Rip Walking Dead. I'll actually move past episode one. And, and G Dak can vouch for Walking Dead. Son said he's gonna watch Game of Thrones with you. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna be cuddled up. Let's do it. <laughs> I ain't watching either though. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, one more and then we're gonna get out of here with Rip Rants. Uh should college students get paid? Yes or no and why? No. Are you, who is this for? I say yes. Who else? Everybody. No. I say yes. Okay, why not? Cause you gotta remember you got the D three, D two, where they're not really in big competition. Okay. And I just feel like it's too many, I would say it's too many people. You got too many people that's going to be getting paid from what funds? From what funds? Okay. College football is a multi I'm talking about the lower, like D3. You saying all college students. Okay. That's what you were saying. If you were saying like the top schools. College athletes. If you would say the top schools, then yes. Okay. I I look at it like no matter how how small the school is, D3 or whatever, they should get paid on top of their their scholarship and stipend for the simple fact that the whole school is pretty much making money off of those programs. Yep. And then when you look at big schools, uh, D1 schools, like they're making billions of dollars. A lot of them making more money than NFL teams. Mm-hmm. They have their own networks and everything. So they should be giving these kids more money. They selling their jerseys yeah. with their numbers. They may not have their names on them, but people know who 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 wears what jersey if you're a fan. Like a lot of majority of the college stadiums are bigger than NFL stadiums. So the amount of money that these colleges are putting pulling in based solely off of these these programs are funding the whole school. So those those college athletes should get money. Yeah, and, ones. and and but this is what I'm saying though. I'm not saying college students should get NFL contracts. Right. I'm saying why can't they get a, a smaller school get twenty thousand? A year. A year. Yeah. Or fifteen. The bigger the school, the bigger their, the salary. Their, yeah. What they bringing in. Yeah. yeah. I don't you think know? they should get millions. They should get, you know what I'm saying, thousands, yeah. if that makes any sense. Break them off a percentage of something. Yeah. yeah. Um, For any program or just football? I'm saying college athletes. But yeah, athletes. Because, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's some people, like, even in, like, D3 or D2, I'm talking about the lower ones because, of course, the... Top ranks, of course, they making big right. money. Big schools make big yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm talking about like for that particular ones. Some people play a trumpet just to go to college to get through on a free ride. It's not like they're really into doing this to go to the next level. We ain't talking about trumpet players though. We talking about play. We talking about that's that's in there on scholarships though. Right, but I'm saying as far as athletes, if you're running back for school, you yeah you get a free school ride, but if but you also putting your body on the line. Yeah, you get hurt, your career. You get hurt. You done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's like I feel like if the school if you at if you have a college and you make money off the team, then they should get a piece of it. I don't care if it's a hundred dollars. Whatever you bring in, whatever your programs bring in, I feel like the athletes should get a piece That's of it. That's why I say that mm-hmm. no matter, even if it's a small school, those athletes should still get something because those small schools, they're making the majority of their money 
All, all sports. The athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I read something real quick? You can do anything it you says, want, bro. Um, <laughs> your show. <laughs> it says the NCAA association that runs college athletics takes in close to $8 billion a year. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's for all sports. That's, and it says there are now 24 schools that make at least $100 million annually from the athletic departments. Everybody should get paid. They all <laughs> Specifically, Man. Texas A&M made over $192 million just in their athletic department. They ain't even good. And they're not paying their children. All they're right, I take it back, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was that much money. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, they make mm-hmm. big if money. If college athletes were allowed to get paid off their name and likeness, that would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. And you had most uh, kids staying in school, or, too. Or if not that... If they if they get a opportunity to do like a jersey signing, which is frowned exactly. upon, yeah, exactly. let them do that without that's consequence. Your name, that's that's yeah. your name and like. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. A college athlete today cannot get paid off his name and likeness, and that's not right. Let, let, let me explain for people that don't know what I'm talking about. If you're a star player at a college school and Nike want to give you a contract, they want to put you on a Wheaties box, Under Armour want to give you a deal, that's a violation of NCAA rules. You can't do that, right? Terrell Pryor, he was the college football, he was the quarterback of Ohio State. He lost his scholarship because he exchanged a tattoo for an autograph. Mm. That ain't right. Now, that's not even against the law. Mm. He went to the tattoo shop and he signed some autographs. The dude gave him a tattoo. NCAA found, found out about it. He lost his scholarship. Mm. He ain't kill nobody. He ain't beat no woman. He ain't break no law. Mm. But he broke an NCAA rule. Chris Webber was flat, was the star of the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. He was flat broke. They was making millions of dollars selling his jersey. Yep. He took some money for an agent, and they treat him like he murdered somebody. Yep. They, yep. they blackballed him from the school. Yep. That ain't right. Yep. College athletes should be allowed to get paid off their name and likeness. I agree. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if, 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 if you're a chemistry major and you do something in the greater field of chemistry, and Procter & Gamble or Johnson & Johnson, when he give you a big check and use what you discovered, mm-hmm. that's allowed. You're wow. fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the football field nope. and you do great on the football field and Nike want to give you a shoe deal, you can't do that. Nope. That ain't right. You got to wait till you get drafted. That ain't right. That ain't right. I don't want to say what it sound like. Go say Say it. Oh, I know. It, it what like, does it sound like? Uh, all the black athletes uh, yeah. is on the field and on the court. <laughs> yeah. Now, mind you, that that's don't that fact. don't have no problem paying that white coach five million dollars. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But, but if somebody wants to too, give you a crumb, they tell you hell no. <laughs> I ain't know that about the chemistry thing and all that. Yeah, yeah. they get that. they get grant money or for real. Yeah, money if they invent uh, something. If you invent something, you're a college student. You can get paid off of it. The college ain't gonna say no. You can't do that. That's crazy. They need to pay these athletes. What if you invent a new formation? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you have an unproductive, unapologetic. You will learn something. You will laugh. You will cry. We will be just one big happy family here at the Unproductive, Unapologetic Podcast. We're going to do Rip Rants, and then we're going to get out of your head. Talk to him, Rip. All right. Starting 2019, I thought of a story, that uh, something that happened to me uh, back in 2018. It was during the springtime. Uh, I went for a walk after lunch, and that particular day, it was real windy. And as I was walking, uh, the wind was pushing me. You know, it was pushing me to the left. It was pushing me to the right. It was pushing me, making me walk faster. And during those moments, I was trying to hold off the wind, trying to stop it from pushing me and things. So then as I was walking, and the wind was blowing me in those different directions and stuff, I had to think for a moment. I was like, this is sort of like life. Mm. Like life would take you in so many different directions. 
But if you in those situations and you trying to hold off and trying to and trying to fight what life is bringing to you, you know, it'll be it would take longer to get to your destination. It'll but if you, you if you just if you just go with the flow, if you just go with where the wind is blowing you, where life is taking you, that you still get to your destination and it'll be much, much, much more smoother. And that's my rip rant. Look at mm. you. Hey, let's hey. give a bigger snap for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's unproductive, unapologetic. I'm your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Next to me is. It's your boy, son, the mother lover. Shout out to your mother. I love her. <laughs> Next to him is. Scott, author of Hypocrisy in America, available on Amazon.com. You and you's exclusive. Go ahead. <laughs> Next to him is. Is your main man, Little's the movie man. Uh, catch me in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Next to him is it's your boy Rip the Spiritual Gangster. Catch me on greatestiamblog.com, Instagram greatest.i.am.blog. And last but not least, and it's your boy Waves the Shoe Man. You can catch me on Instagram Waves underscore DC. That's with a Z and not an S. Hey, shout out to my man G Deck. He will be here next show out of Charlotte. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's unproductive and unapologetic. Tell a friend what you heard. Please do. Please do. Please do.